here we go again. We're back, back at, at it, it with another. Back yeah. at it again with another episode. And this time, it's the one that we've been prepping for for weeks. You know, weeks, weeks. We have been stressing over this one because I think this is one of our important topics. It's the, definitely one of the most hardest one to talk about, in my opinion. Yeah, it is. And we just didn't really have, you know, well, preparation because I think this is um, this is one that applies to all of us. And it's not really talked about formally. Well, 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 it is like there's a lot of podcasts that talk about this, but we're trying to give our own perspective or our own like insight on this stuff. And people don't so. really like talking about it, especially amongst my generation, at least. At least most of my friends don't really like talking about it from what I have understood so far. Yeah, me too. Like in the social settings, like I feel like if I talk about this stuff, it kind of like downs the mood. So I don't like that, you know, when I'm around like a bunch of people, I just want to be happy, you know, have a good time. And this sort of topic is kind of like awkward, like an awkward way to. Yeah, you don't really want to be the one that like, yeah, brings down the mood, even though exactly. it's very important to talk about. So you should never, never hesitate to talk about it. But it is kind of difficult sometimes. Luckily, like we're given a platform like this where we can actually talk about this in a more professional semi-professional serious manner more formal way you know you know just to get to get people like uh give them a different side of us and also just for people to know that it's okay to talk about this stuff and you know it's good that we hear each other's opinions and like different techniques of coping and whatever so yeah, and I know right. a lot of people are about to go back to school in a couple weeks, maybe even one week. I don't exactly uh-huh. know, seeing how I'm not going back to school. But, <laughs> but yeah, I think it is a ma- anxiety and other mental health problems such as depression are, like, very prevalent. Especially in my experience, it was a big problem for me, especially in the later years of high school. Uh, earlier, earlier than the, like, grade 10 to 12, I think it was still like relevant in my life but after grade 10 I think I started to feel it like a lot more because I was more aware of like my emotions like they felt so much realer I think but Mm. yeah I think um where do I start I think I think the main like thing I want to talk about was something that became a big problem was for me was that I felt like I had like no one to talk to I don't know if you can relate to this anyway, because I know you have had some experiences with anxiety, but yeah, yeah, it came later. Uh, I, I don't, I don't quite remember. It kind of, it kind of, I kind of like um, didn't even realize it. I was sort of feeling all these, you know, the distressing moments, and it's been happening frequently, especially just coming into high school. Uh, I didn't really know it was anxiety until uh i actually got a counselor for it which is recommended by my family doctor and same thing happened for me yeah they broke it down and told me what it was and how it like i would react to it and how it's like a very common problem and then 
I didn't really get a full understanding of it until a lot of speakers came into the school and started, you know, um, talking a lot about mental health because I know mental health is like a big thing for for teenagers nowadays like, very uh, big in high school. Yeah. So really, you know, as of right now, we're we're still we're still learning a lot more about like mental health, but I feel like we grasp the concept and we're we're pretty mature now to know what's going on and we can talk a little bit more about it now and we have some personal experiences that we would like to share. Yeah, and uh, I think I, I, you said that we know a lot more about mental health and that's very yeah. much true and I think a lot of people get this misconception that we don't really know too much about it but the thing is I mean I'm not an expert of course I, I don't have any type of education but I don't think that mental health is that much of a knowledge problem I don't think you can learn how to solve mental health in a way because I think that's what people mm-hmm. are looking for. They're looking for a cure and but and they're waiting for that cure to show up so then they can deal yeah. with it once that cure shows up. But that cure is never going to show up. If anything, in my opinion, I think we already have the cure. We just don't know how to work with it. Does that yeah. make sense? It's not like some sort of vaccine, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's not like it's like it's not like COVID where you, you know you're given like some sort of antidote you know mental health is always going to come uh and occur like sometimes even like a trigger for example you know there's stuff that can trigger it so it's really ongoing and it affects hundreds millions of people hundreds thousands billions of people like uh every day and And there are things like medication that kind of works as a quote-unquote cure but Kinda. I do think a majority of people need to, at least from my perspective, as someone that's kind of, well, I haven't been through it, I'm still going through it, but it, it was much worse earlier on where I, I couldn't really deal with it myself and I needed other people to help me because I didn't like, I don't want to blame anyone for my misfortune, but I didn't know what to do with myself and I wish more people around me were more educated to be able to help me in that situation because at mm-hmm. the current time there isn't any type of like help that people get to like find a way to help the friends around you or the people around you your family like nobody knows what to do once you get into like a situation where someone in your family or close friend group is going through um an anxiety episode or even just like chronic depression or something. Nobody really knows mm. what to do. And I think that yeah. was a big problem for me because when I was going through the latter years of high school uh, and into graduation, I always had the problem where I would try and talk to my friends about it, but they didn't really know what to do. And I obviously don't blame them for not knowing what to do because I myself yeah, yeah. also didn't know what the fuck to do, right? Yeah, so. I didn't know what to do either. Like when I had my first, you know, like like moment I felt really anxious. My heart started beating really fast. Um like I felt like my blood was pumping and I honestly felt like I, I was like still. And it hurt like it like inside, like it felt like I'm hurting and I was like about to die. Like that that was the feeling when I, what I had and I didn't know how to cope with it. 
like I started like running around or anything, trying to get my blood flowing, like something to make me feel alive. But it would happen on like a nightly basis, like like even twice in the night I would wake up and then I'd feel this way and I didn't know how to act. I'd try to do some push-ups or like whatever to get my blood flowing to feel like I'm alive because it really felt like that I was going to die at that moment of like a big anxiety attack. Yeah, I had a similar experience actually earlier this year in about, I think, April. It was either April or early May, but I had like the first panic attack of my life. It felt like I was, I don't know what having a heart attack feels like, but it felt like whatever I imagined a heart attack to feel like or an asthma attack to feel like. And I, I did not know what the fuck to do. I was telling my mom, like, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. I feel like I can't breathe. And obviously with the COVID stuff going around, I was like extra panicked. I'm like, what if I have it? Even though in my mind I can like rationalize, like, no one else in my family, no one else in my close vicinity has like gotten it. No one else in my close vicinity is really going outside all too often. So odds of me having are extremely low. I still had that. I was just like, I couldn't breathe. I couldn't, I couldn't walk basically. Like I was shaking a bunch. It was so hard for me to deal with at the time. But yeah. And it's like, you're imagining the worst case scenario all the time. Yeah. Like you're, you're going to die. Yeah. That's really what it felt like. That I was just going to like die on the spot which obviously probably wasn't gonna happen just like statistically speaking like i can rationalize it but i can rationalize that i would probably be alive after that day but even with that rationality i couldn't like calm myself down that was a big problem and even now i don't really know what anyone could have done besides yeah yeah tried to i guess calm me down but at the time it literally felt impossible yeah like it's sometimes it's hard to find or hard to reach into those moments where you have to um go and apply the coping strategies that you learned yeah because you know you're you're such in a state of panic where you don't like you can't think straight even right like when you're having a panic attack you don't say like right away oh i need to do this this and this unless you know you're really trained you're really like learned and trained how to like um heal yourself or what i'd say um how do you say it? like just try to get better you know you're taught yeah, these coping strategies down. yeah to calm yourself down like i couldn't think straight for a while when i had the, when i had those like my mom taught me a lot about how to cope with this and you know you have your breathing techniques you know you have your like you're like small meditations from here and there and even with just you know talking talking back with the person that's helping you you know and like as long as you're you know staying calm and everything like that it's going to be fine it's all inside your head that that feeling like all those thoughts of coping just go out the door yeah you just so you're like just stuck in that that state where you're just imagining the worst thing's gonna happen there's like no way out of it but i do have Mm -hmm. like an experience where someone in front of me had a panic attack and 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 i there was a lot of people there around us and no one really knew what to do but i think obviously i don't completely know but i think i did a major part of helping her like calm down at the time 
because everyone around her thought it was a big medical problem, which honestly it could have been, which is like, I'm lucky. I mean, we're lucky that everyone checked it just in case. But mm -hmm. at the time, everyone was worrying that it was like uh, a medical problem. But I knew this girl and I, I remember that she had like a long history of like depressive episodes, I guess, and anxiety and all these things. And I knew that this is probably just a panic attack and I need to find a way to calm her down because just just to make sure that she's okay, right? Make sure this doesn't escalate into something worse. And I, so I just walked up to her. I, I asked her some basic questions like, are you okay? And obviously said, no, but I'm like, okay, you know what? That's pretty obvious, <laughs> okay. but, but okay, let's talk this through. How, how about let's talk this through? I was lucky it wasn't a, it was the problem the reason why she was so stressed out and the reason she had a panic attack is because i'm pretty sure she was scared she if i remember correctly she was scared that she wasn't going to graduate because she hadn't completed a requirement yet and that was yeah. like due on the day on the day she had a panic attack so i just did what came to mind the most logical thing to do was to just find the most soothing words for her which would be um okay let's work this out you're not you're still gonna graduate everyone in the school every all the adults in the school wants you to graduate there is no way that you won't graduate and we'll make sure that in every way like no matter what you're gonna graduate and i'll make sure of it and if i don't make sure of it someone else is gonna make sure of it but you're yeah, gonna graduate yeah. right right yeah. away you're thinking of the worst case scenario like I'm the whole world is stacked like it's stacked against you, you know, and everybody I, is against you. Yeah, I wanted to change that narrative, right? Instead of the whole yeah. world being against her, I wanted her to think that the whole world was with her in that moment, yeah. right? So I just it's kind of like a perspective change as well. He's like, if you so I was just it. like, look, okay, 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 okay. We're stressed out now. Okay, let's think about what you have to do. And she told me what she had to do. I told her that if she wanted to talk, more if there was something else going on she wanted to talk more in depth then you should talk to who i i think was her boyfriend at the time but i don't actually remember but i said you can talk to him if you want to like um share anything more deep that you don't want to share with me because obviously we weren't that close at the time and i i made sure that i basically covered all bases <laughs> Yeah. all the bases i could i think you she got calmed you down. got a little Obvi checklist in your head yeah You're just like, <laughs> obviously okay. like she calmed down and obviously she was still like still feeling anxious about the whole thing but as long as she wasn't in that full state of panic i knew that it was okay and that she will eventually come to a more normal state of mind and i think most people are capable of doing that part the like copying someone down part i think most people are capable of doing that I'm sorry, but the, I think the yeah. I think the problem that most people fail to recognize is the the future, right? Because it isn't just that one panic attack. That's just like accumulation, and it just like all came out at once. That problem that she has of having that anxiety or depression or whatever she was feeling, I knew was was gonna keep on going. So I had to do the best I could to make sure. To the best of my ability, especially seeing I wasn't really that close to her, I wanted to do the best I could to make sure that she wasn't like just gonna go back to another panic state like a day or two later. So mm. I made sure to message her the next day 
ask her if she was doing okay, if there's anything I could help with. And, and I told her that if she ever needed help, she can text me. And I'm sure that other people would be willing to do the same. So it's just yeah. like, I don't know, like she had never ended up really texting me back for that. But that, to me, that doesn't really matter. Like she never texted me again saying that she was going through a depressive episode or and like she was super anxious. But yeah. to me, that but she did what she did at the moment, which is good. Yeah. What she needed, like what she needed at that moment, which is like completely fine. You know, they don't have to like they're they're not obligated to you know yeah they don't have to keep in check with you you know it's it's like that it's good that it's just good that i did it it doesn't matter that it might not have worked it doesn't like it doesn't matter that she doesn't come to me for help all the time or whatever like it doesn't matter at the end of the day like as long as i put that forward was right and if she actually did need me then then i did it I did what I needed to do, and then I can follow up after that. There, there yeah. was actually another instance with my girlfriend where she, I found her crying. The first time we met, like really, like we knew each other before, but the first time we actually met, met was like she was crying in a hallway, and I was just like, mm-hmm. I, I just went up to her, did the whole let's figure this out thing, right? And I told her that if she ever needed help, she could talk to me. And obviously, she kept talking to me. And now we're in a relationship. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's how you do it. Mahit picking up the ladies like that. You know me. You know what I mean? It's like, not anymore. Uh, yeah, not anymore. Because no, no. I'm taking it. <laughs> I would never. You know, it's, right? it's a one-time thing. But yeah, you know, it's just like... All you, all you need is one move. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like, but, Obviously, I didn't go into thinking that... I didn't like her immediately, okay? I liked her like after I helped her through everything. But that's yeah. besides the point. Basically, what I'm trying to say is that one time it didn't work, but the next time I told someone that I'm there for them, that I'm there to help them regardless of the problem, they actually came to me for advice and I managed to get them past a really like I don't I honestly don't know how bad of a situation she was at the she was in at the time because she wasn't that detailed about it. But I and obviously most people can't really explain the full extent of what they were going through but in that moment like i was all like she was she was ready to talk to me and i helped her through like the darkest time of our life i imagine wow that's like really strong because i know like what it feels to not explain what you're going through because there's so much thoughts in your head how like there's a certain problem that you're happening that's like happening at this moment but then you start to like branch out and you create more problems in your in your head at that moment and it goes on and on and on and once you start like one negative thought it just exponentially increases to more and more and more and that's the big problem with like having panic attacks how i feel like i never really told my parents or like a lot of my friends how i really felt because it was really complex in my head you know I created problems when there wasn't even a problem. And that's yeah. like that's a common that, thing. that's the thing. That's such a common thing, but it really like affects you so much because you start to like feel like you don't want to do anything. So, like during like high school time, I was there was a lot of shit going on, especially like in grade 8. I like I was at like my darkest moment completely. I was like really 
sad all the time i actually like cried a lot like when i was asleep and this is like like really like all serious like i haven't even told this to a lot of people or not even like even my close friends i never told them this but yeah um in grade eight i was having lots of feelings of me being you know not not good enough for anything right right and then you know i wasn't smart i wasn't getting good grades i wasn't like well i think you know it may be good grades for some people but you know for me it wasn't or you know i wasn't i wasn't uh, making a lot of friends or my friends low-key are talking shit about me right or um like um not included to these certain events and all those thoughts just started adding up in my head and that happened like consistently every single night and to the point where i would like tear up or start crying like when i'm going to sleep and i was just get getting really distressed and it, you know i'd be like maybe some over some girl or is over some like um over some things my friends did and I, I didn't like it at all so what i did is i actually went my parents i kind of talked to them about it it was like i would say like a really awkward conversation because i i don't really talk to my parents a lot about my mental health like everything else yeah it's sometimes but, hard um, too yeah it's sometimes Especially because it's awkward right all- for me like i don't know what to say mom dad like i'm depressed or i'm i'm like i have anxiety this is to get this forward this is the first time like it happened so when i told my mom like i told my mom literally this i was like mom i don't know why but i'm just feeling sad it's like it's it's not it's not you it's not you it's it's me (laughs) okay but (laughs) but it it was like mom I'm, i'm just feeling like sad all the time and like I, I don't know what to do you know i i i can't even explain what the problem is so but luckily and like thank god she brought me to our family our family doctor and then he gave me some questionnaire form or whatever right and then i'm like okay whatever this questionnaire form i'll answer honestly as possible but you know i, I believe those questionnaire things are kind of bullshit but isn't it wasn't like like one of those things where just like are you suicidal yeah how how happy are you how How often do you do this yeah it's that stuff and it's not i don't know i I rather just talk about it i mean it makes sense because that's how they diagnose people i have to do the same thing Mm. and they have to do this like they have to do it because they need a, a scientific like report i guess I don't know. And I think they just need, like, a starting place, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so luckily, my doctor, like, me and my doctor, I had him since birth. Like, he was my family doctor since I was, like, literally when I came out the womb. And so I started talking to him about, like, I don't know how to explain myself, doctor. Like, literally, I just feel sad all the time, and then I can't sleep at night because my heart starts beating really fast and then i just feel scared all the time and then eventually i ended up in counseling which i did for about two years i would say and it was like kids like kids counseling during that time for like young teenagers how was the experience of that because i didn't do that i only went into counseling like a couple months ago yeah for my first counselor 
it, it was a it was a, a woman uh i didn't really like say much because you know I, I was shy right i'm like who am i saying all this random <laughs> you know my stuff to all my business like i'm saying it to a random person and we didn't really create a deep connection because she actually retired like a couple months after that's because, so lucky yeah so so then but then they put we with another counselor and it was another it was it was a, a man this time and then i had him for the the next two years and it was good like you know there's there's a barrier where you have to break the awkwardness a little bit and you know you don't want to tell them like everything right away but like from sessions like weekly sessions i kind of built this relationship where you know i can just like let it all like let it all out slowly but surely uh i talked a lot about how you know i feel like i'm i'm socially out of it because during this time i felt alone because nobody it felt like nobody wanted to invite me to stuff or um you know you you, you just don't seem good enough or uh, like for me my big problem was like oh you're not good you're not good for this basketball team i don't know what you're even on it why are you even on it or like um you're just putting yourself down yeah yeah i'm just putting myself down for no reason so and also i talked a little bit more about like when the anxiety comes so how i feel when i'm anxious which is the rapid breathing the the rapid palpitation of my heart my heart starts beating really fast and the feeling like i'm gonna die that feeling i talked to him about it so he gave me like um he gave me some coping or like um coping strategies on how to do that some breathing techniques and you know i applied those sometimes but you know but not when it happens at a serious moment when there's a serious moment where it's just like for example i can't i can't even like like move or do anything where i'm like literally like i'm also in tears like i don't think of those stuff you're like in full panic yeah when full panic mode but when i expect it coming you know you know what i mean when i expect yeah. it to come that's when you start like, feeling okay, it i start like, Wait yeah, a minute, when i start okay, feeling ever, it okay everyone calm down right yeah you guys it's <laughs> coming like, boys i'm ready yeah i was like i'm ready for this shit right so i'm just like okay reading techniques i got it i got it you know that that was a good way to to just practice you know when when i do have those big things when those big moments of panic attacks you know I need to have those coping strategies with me and I have to learn to actually apply those moments when I know I have like a panic attack or like an anxiety attack or whatever you want to call it. Like, I don't know if it's as like the things I'm experiencing was like a big panic attack, but it's just the feeling of like uneasiness, like a really, really hard feeling of uneasiness for me. Yeah. So, yeah. And so for counseling, uh, I think it's a really it was a life changer for me because I really learned a lot more about myself. And you got it really how, early on, right? Like grade eight. Yeah, I'm so I'm so happy that I'm able to have I was able to have this conversation with my mom and with my doctors and the counselors. Because now, you know, everything comes easy. Now I know what to do when I have those moments. So me and my mom and my my dad you know we we all are very very like um informative with like 
with our situations. You know, if we're feeling, you know, stressed or anxious or, you know, really sad, we can talk about it now openly. And that's that's what I love about my parents. You know, they're they're open to all this stuff. That was something that um, was really rough for me, especially during high school. After high school, I became a lot closer to my parents and was telling them basically everything that was going wrong. It was still kind of rough, but now I can be as free as I can in terms of talking about my mental. But during high school, that's like, good, yeah. Since I was like super like negligent as a child and like chose not to learn the language that my parents speak, because since they're not very, they're, they can speak English, but not the best, right? So it's kind of yeah. hard, especially when I already don't know how to explain my feelings. It's gonna be infinitely harder when the only words that can come out of my mouth are the ones that they can't really understand. So that was a big problem for me was that I just didn't know how to communicate to them. But Damn, yo, the language barrier too is kind of it's kind of hard. Yeah, it was like really rough. Yeah. But I think a big part of the problem was that I didn't think my parents would like take it positively. Like I didn't think they'd like I think obviously I know that they love me, but I was scared that they wouldn't take it in a positive way or they would just tell me like what everyone else was telling me, which is just like cal- calm down or like you can get through it and just basic shit right instead of actually trying to help me that's what i assumed was gonna happen but luckily um in the last year of high school uh i talked to the school counselor and they basically they like called my parents and then they like forced us to talk to each other well forced me to talk to them basically like my parents are completely open and they're completely willing to talk to me about these stuff but i was like super ignorant about it like i was just completely unaware that they would be willing to and that's good it's like a little push for them to actually get conversation going and to check up on you from time to time because if you if you don't even speak up then you know things can escalate and get worse i think i was mostly the problem it was like not even their fault sometimes they'd ask me like if i was okay and like like sometimes i'd cry and they'd see me and they'd be like mohi was wrong and i just like didn't know what the fuck to say so yeah. like half of it was my fault and I do take it most of the most of the blame for it. And I think like my parents are very helpful now and they help me through a lot of the shit I go through. But at the time, like I had no idea how to communicate. So it was like it was I was basically just me in my own head from grade eight to grade 12. And it was a living hell. I don't want to go back to that. It was actually yeah. way too difficult to deal with. So if anyone's going like through something like that or if you know someone that's going through something like that recommend them to a counselor recommend them to talk to their parents or someone close to them recommend them to talk to you if anything (laughs) right yeah like just you know uh, like talking uh, is a like the biggest thing especially for me like i know like um i've told some people this but the best way to calm me down if i'm having a panic attack is just like keep talking it doesn't matter what the fuck you say just keep talking you can mess up what you're saying just keep talking and i'll probably calm down because like my (laughs) biggest fear is that i don't want to like be alone right so if you just like keep talking which means that you're still like there i will probably calm down eventually you just need to keep talking (laughs) that's that's my you just gotta like let it all out first you know it's like it's like vomit you just gotta like let it all out and you'll feel yeah. better <laughs> yeah i do recommend counseling for a lot of people i know it might seem scary and i heard a lot from like friends who 
are kind of, you know, on the edge of doing counseling or not, I highly recommend it. It changed, like, I know it's cliche again, but it changed my life for sure. And, you know, you just got to break a barrier of awkwardness first because that that's, like, it's going to happen. You're going to be awkward with your counselor at first. But so. also, like, don't stop just because it didn't work the first time. Because for me, I've had three counselors in three months and none of them have mm. worked so far. But I'm not going to, I've, like, I, like, I still like keep trying to get more. Like I'm, I'm yeah. trying to get another one soon, and until like I find one that I can connect with, I'm just gonna keep trying to search. Cause I mean, it doesn't really. I don't really lose much. I know like if you live in like America, it might be a bit difficult because you have to pay for it. But here yeah. with my insurance, <laughs> free healthcare free for me, so I'm chilling, right? So yeah, I I I just think there's not much to lose. And it's, yeah. it's even if you have to invest money, it, it's still worth it. Because at least it's like, worth it. You the know? money you're gonna lose for not solving the problems, or trying to get like in terms with your problems, is what's that's gonna lose you more money than fucking spending money on a counselor or something. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, it's gonna add up in another time. You know, where like you can't do anything about it. So you should just solve the problem or like cope with the problem get away get a solution yeah as early as possible when the signs are there definitely people people if they're on the edge please 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 give it a try you know there's no harm in trying this luckily i have um like during this time i'm i feel like that i'm alone you know i don't get a lot of there's not a lot of social interaction during this time so yeah i did go back to one of my high school counselors that I had in grade 12. I don't know, like, yeah, so I had a counselor in grade 12 that I would meet once a month with. And then we built a strong connection because, you know, I had him because it was for like uh, another another thing that happened. I don't know, Mahi, if you know, if you know. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, no. We don't need to talk <laughs> yeah. about that. That was it. Yeah, we we we're gonna try to leave it out, but it, we do it's not something. Need to talk about that. Yeah. So then, uh, we had this thing where we had to check in with a counselor. So and I had this, I had this guy, and he was really, he was really nice, and he's actually really open to hearing my conversation, and we felt, I felt like we really connected. So then, and I told him that you know my other problem wasn't so big but there's this problem of me having anxiety that that i've been struggling with and he was really helpful because he's just like you know what do you want to continue having these sessions because it's completely free and it and i have time for you and you know i felt like i was welcomed right away like i'm so glad to have him like currently now because um i got to talk even during this time to him about like what I'm feeling inside, you know, and he has like, uh, he already knows what I'm going through because we have, we talked so many times during high school once, like once a month, I told him uh, how I'm doing with grades, how I'm doing with school, how I'm doing with the family and friends, socially relationship wise, you know, he covered, he covered all of that. And he gave me some, his opinion and different strategies on like, you know, what you should do, like, how how to cope with some certain things and 
those are really like uh big for me because I didn't know until like I didn't know how to cope with these things uh without his perspective on things you know like I look at it one way but from what I told him or from like how I told him on my side he looks at it a different way you wanted a different perspective so you yeah better understand it yeah really like if you only see it by your light like your your side of it it's it's just only you're gonna create your own problems if you see it from another perspective then you can actually see what the real problem is and maybe it's just your own thoughts do you know what i mean yeah no i i think it's like i i can like talk about this a little bit and it's like for me i okay it's not a bit arrogant but i'm a pretty i'm pretty smart person okay oh <laughs> like, right, i'm all not right, all i'm right. not I, i'm all okay right. i got the common sense on lock basically is what i'm trying to say and generally speaking most of my anxiety whatever it comes from whether it's fear of going outside or anything like fear of going to school fear of going outside fear of talking to certain people whatever like i get scared of like I can rationalize in my brain like why I shouldn't be scared of that yet I'm still scared of that like I I 100% know why I shouldn't be scared but I'm still scared so the rationality is in my brain but I I'm still scared but if someone else like tells me it then I'm much more likely to listen than me Mm. just telling myself that I've noticed this but you because yourself your thoughts are really powerful yeah like just alone yeah the negative like negative like thoughts i have are like overpowering the like rational thoughts i have on like a consistent basis but if i have someone else like telling me and telling me like the rational thoughts i already have all the things i already know then i'll then i'll much more likely to listen to the rational thoughts at least that's my experience of it so mm-hmm. i think it is very important to talk to other people about your problems i had a lot of people around me but i didn't know who i could tell because i wanted like a solution but no one really had a solution for me so it was insanely hard for me to talk to people because most people would tell me the same things that i already know so it was like really Mm -hmm. difficult but i discovered at the end of the day i just needed to keep talking to people and i do hear those like overused sayings all the time you know when people are trying to help you're just like oh, don't don't worry yeah like if it's about a girl there's plenty of other fish in the sea I mean, it's so some funny of it's kind of true most it. of it is yeah. true like when people say just get over it it yeah. technically it works right you thanks can. yeah thank you thank you <laughs> it tec- technically it works though like you can yeah. just like get over it it technically mm-hmm. works of course most of the time you can't you're physically unable to do that so that's Mm -hmm. where the problem is right and i think a majority of the people i came in contact contact with terms of my like mental health when i came to like friends and family was that none of them just knew how to like deal with it like no one really knew what the fuck to say and a majority i think some people even like just ignored me in a way like they didn't want to ignore me but they just had they were either scared of saying something wrong, I guess, or they just had, they, they were at a loss for words. And I don't blame them for that because they were never taught what to do. But 
I think, I, I, I think it's important. Like if you are one of those people that has someone around them that is going through, um, many mental health problems, then you, you should educate yourself on how to help them. And sometimes it's literally just like asking them about how to help them. Like, what do you think yeah. I should do? And so, so how do we go forward and actually, do we just have to teach people like give in high school, for example, right? Do we give students presenters that actually like lecture them on how to help people in a crisis? You know how in our, in our high school, we had like a planning class. Yeah, we did. Yeah. I feel like half, half of that class, I didn't learn shit from, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so at least some of that class should be used to like teach you how to deal with, because we do talk about mental health in that class, I remember. And I don't know about other schools and how they do things, but that class was basically about like taxes and like how to plan for your future. And we had like a few things about mental health, but instead of like teaching yeah. us like, oh, this is what mental health is. And this is what, like, this is a science behind it. And this like, this is how you know you're going through something. Instead, like we should still have that obviously, but a lot of people at our age at the time already knew that because we've learned it through something else. Probably through like television shows. Through television, media. through music, which is the big 13 thing. Reasons why, okay, 13 Reasons Why. 13 Reasons Why is the dumbest idea but it's the dumbest <laughs> thing because it entices people balls. to kill themselves but we don't need to talk about that it's really dumb because it enticed people to like actually kill themselves because the way this show portrayed it was that you got more attention if you killed yourself which yeah although true is kind of stupid because you can't do anything with that attention so don't don't hurt yourself. please don't please, please don't, don't. There have been and too many people that I've heard of that have killed themselves. And every time I think about it, it makes me beyond sad. And even people that I don't even personally know, it still makes me beyond sad. Because it is just, it is the the worst thing that you could ever do to yourself. And, you know, and there's this always is a, a PSA. reason. Right? This is a PSA. This don't kill PSA. yourself. <laughs> please, please don't. You know, if you're having uh, thoughts about it or um you know th there's a lot of things going on just just know like we, we are like with you 100 whether it be through this podcast if you know us personally honestly talk to us you know face to face text us whatever you need to do um please go to a counselor please talk to your parents if they're available you know we we need this communication because you know your your life you know means something no matter what you do not deserve like yes th you don't, this treatment to yourself you will get through it eventually eventually yeah. you know i tell myself that a lot we'll get through it eventually it might take yeah. a couple years but or a couple decades but i'll get through it eventually yeah anyway going back Please, to yeah. what i was saying before i think schools just need to like this is something i'm trying to do I've been talking to like um, what like adults at schools, basically people who like teach all the teachers and the principals at the school we went to. I'm talking to them on how to educate or how we can go about educating students into how they can help other students and what the teachers themselves can do to help students out. 
So I think a big problem is that the school schools or whatever need to like, you know how we had a, like a dare program we need. Yeah, we did. Where it's like drugs, abuse, resistance, education. We need, yes, we need something sir. that isn't dare, but instead that is like dare, but like for teaching people how to deal with someone that is going through a mental health like problem. Because I believe personally that the first defense against mental health is the people around you. So your friends, your family, your teachers, your count, um, your, your teachers, your like everyone that you look up to. Right. And the second defense is counseling and the third defense is medication. And I don't think mm -hmm. like, I think 90% of the time it definitely doesn't need to get to the third, um, defense which is medication. medication like 50% yeah. of the time it might need to go to counseling but like a majority of the time you can stop the problem before it even like manifests to like the maximum like problem right we can like stop it before it even like gets there to the point where it, yeah. he even needs counseling and mm -hmm. I think more people need to be aware of how they can go about it because like I don't blame anyone for not being able to help me when I needed it, right? Because no one taught them how to help me, right? I couldn't even tell them. So I don't want anyone else to deal with the same, like, shit that I went through. You know what I mean? It's so rough. You, you never really know, like, what a person is going through inside. It's hard to empathize with them as well. Especially when it's so hard for them to communicate the full extent of the problems that they're having. Cause that's a big can, problem. Yeah, Not many people know how to vocalize their problems. It's literally stuck in their brain. All these thoughts are running through this vein in their brain, like simultaneously. And it's hurting them. It's like eating them, eating them inside. And I, I, like when people come to me with like their situation, you know, I try my best to apply what I learned uh, but you know I only have to the extent where what I know rather than what the person's actually thinking in their head and their their limit is what they can vocalize to me yeah. right so that's why it's so difficult and so complex it is a very about, difficult problem to deal with and I yeah. don't like imagine that I don't want people to think of it as like a problem we have to solve it's more of like a problem that we just have to like control in a way. Like I know for yeah. me, like I know for a fact that there's no way in hell my anxiety is going to disappear before the day I die. I, I'm pretty sure it's going to stay with me till the day I die. And I've just caught my only goal is to come to grips with it. Like I just want to be able to deal like handle it, I guess. And I don't know if that yeah. is the best way to go about it. Obviously, once again. I'm not educated in this, but in my yeah. personal opinion, for the best thing for me is just to like do the fact that I know there's no way I'm going to get rid of it. I'm not going to try and get rid of it. I'm just going to see if I can come to grips with it and I'll work with what I've got. Yeah. And that's good. You know, learning how to actually, you finding some ways to control it. That's a big thing that we need to teach a lot of people. You know, if you, you are not sure of what to do please don't get discouraged uh you know th this is something that's it's an ongoing issue and 
it's not really talked about when you're actually in a, a group of friends, right? It's usually talked about formally through schools and schools sometimes just have to meet like some sort of requirement to talk about it and they don't fully invest their time in actually helping people. So that's why Mohit was like um, talking a lot about, you know, how we can make this change to be more vocal and to be more informed about the situation. And is there more ways that we can help people? And I definitely like applaud him for that because I didn't know that he even did that during the time. <laughs> well, he told me just like um, before we even started this podcast. And so that that was really big. And if you can go and, you know, just even listen to how you can help people and, you know, just uh, see if there's a person closest to you that actually needs some sort of help right now then uh, if you're informed on what to do and maybe you can recommend them to go for some treatment, please do it. Don't hesitate on that at all. You know how some schools have a first aid class? Yeah. That's like mandatory. Yeah. Some schools have it. First of all, I think every school should have that. Secondly, I think yeah. you need a first aid class on mental health. <laughs> yeah. That's what we need. We need a first aid class on mental health. And a lot of counselors, there's a lot of people that are educated in psychology that are educated in psychiatry that understand how to, like what to do when someone close to you is going through a certain problem. And I just think that it doesn't really take that much time to educate someone on how to learn, how to like treat someone in a positive way. Cause even me, like I think I know how to treat someone that is going through a mental health problem just because like I've been through it. So like it's easier for me to understand what other people are going through. Thus, I can kind of solve the problem better. And I no one ever told me how to do it. But I think I could even me myself, I think I could maybe teach a lot of people how to deal with it and how to deal with someone that are someone that's like close to you that is going through it. Obviously, I don't know how well I could teach someone, but I do yeah, think but- that like you like it it honestly isn't as hard as some people make it yeah it's this is what this podcast is really for you know again we're still growing we're still learning but since we're we have more information and we're learning more about ourselves and we're learning more about uh mental health we're able to express it in a way where we're dealing with the same shit and we can we can give that back to you to let you know that you're not alone in this like at all you know yeah, i'm so as you're learning yeah as you're learning we're learning we're we're still feeling like distress mohi's still feeling this i'm still feeling that you know we're all with you you know this is this is not a battle that you should fight alone that's the key takeaway to this thing and and most importantly don't let anyone fight it alone either yeah don't never leave somebody in the dirt all right it doesn't i always say this like it like you can spend an hour of your life texting someone or talking to someone about their problems an hour of your life isn't you're not gonna miss that hour you would have spent it like playing video games or watching a a television show or reading a book or something like you're not you're not you're not gonna miss it 
like if you have the opportunity to help someone just do it you'll feel better about it so if you even if you like don't really want to help someone you'll feel better about it right just because you did and yeah like there is no loss just like make sure that you are there for other people because mm-hmm. a lot Sometimes of people are just, going through it. <laughs> it's just that you know the feeling that somebody's there for you Sometimes you don't even need to say too much to them. Yeah, like I said, as long like, as that, for you me, just need somebody, right? Yeah, for me, when I'm going through a pan, like a panic attack or some sort of really panicky episode, then the best thing anyone can do is just keep talking. It doesn't matter what you say. If you fuck up what you're saying or if you say the wrong thing, it honestly does not matter. Like, like I'm I eventually I'll calm down just because you're there, because yeah. most people wouldn't be right. Mm-hmm. During times like these now, like when you're all alone, and there are many people who are suffering in their homes right now from this, a it's a pandemic heartbeat. within itself. And uh, just you know, shoot them a text from time to time if you know what they're going through. Uh, so hopefully you guys got something out of this, and we hope you apply it to every day and. You know, just keep keep being kind to one another. You know, there's 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 ongoing shit in the world that you know it's kind of out of our controls, but we do have different ways where we can make a difference, small differences that that will um, eventually lead to a big difference. You know, and if each one of us does something small, you know, it'll, it'll turn something big. Yeah, and remember that. Uh, yeah, remember that. You know, it's never really as hard as you think. You know. It's never really as hard as you think. Yeah, just take that time, that one hour off social media, reflect. You know, for me, I'm starting to do journaling right now to reflect what I'm feeling. I had to like uh, delete some social media because you know there's so much going on. There's a lot of things that people say that you should care about, but you know, you know, what's the most important person right now is yourself. Yes. So put on your own life jacket and make sure you're A-OK during this time. And thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you. It was kind of messy. We love but you. It's hard to talk about these things. This is really difficult. Yeah, yeah you know, our, our words are all over the place, but at least we got something through. We're able to even make this episode. Thanks to everyone that listened to this week's episode of the podcast. It was an emotional one for sure. So thanks for sticking with us through it. I don't have a joke for this week because I've run dry and I'm not very funny. I I apologize. Actually, you probably like it that I don't have a joke because they were pretty shit.